0: All right, here with Jason Burke today, very exciting. And then Christy is in the house. I've ran a few solo ones in a row, so psyched to have Christy here, VP at Rooted Food Sales. Jason, it is a pleasure. Will you intro yourself, please, and we can dive in?
1: Yeah, sure. Happy to. Jason Burke, I'm the founder of a little company called The New Primal, uh, which started on my kitchen counter about 12 years ago. I think it went full-time 11 years ago. And we make uh, low-sugar pantry stat snacks and staples uh, without the junk ingredients um, that people love. So, um, you know, we have distribution in, I don't know, north of 8,000 locations across the U.S. and um, across several categories. So I don't know if that makes me um, smart or if that makes me crazy, um, but uh, maybe maybe more crazy than smart. But, uh, but that, that's what we've done. Um, I did not come from a background in consumer products. Um, I was, like most entrepreneurial ideas, uh, inspired by a big moment in my life and sort of just jumped in headfirst before I had any idea what I was doing.
0: So what was the big moment?
1: <laughs> I, um, well, both my parents got sick. And both were diagnosed with chronic illnesses directly related to diet and nutrition and lifestyle. And I just took a really keen interest in food and its impact on our health holistically. And um, it led to me, you know, learning how to cook and learning what was important on ingredient labels. And I was taking homemade taking... homemade beef jerky to work and everyone would steal it from me. And so I finally started making my friends pay me for it. And it just so happened to be like you know, probably one of the dirtiest products in most retail stores today. And I knew how to make it in a clean way. And um, we were doing enough kind of friends and family business that, uh, you know, two years after my first batch of beef jerky, I quit my day job and went full time into the industry.
0: So how did the name come to be? Was it just this like special spiritual moment where it just popped or were you just like pen to paper writing 20 names? Like how how did the name pop?
1: Definitely pen to paper writing 20 names. I mean, I, I gosh, I'm still waiting for that big spiritual moment where something comes down and like really like, you know, validates what I'm trying to do. Um, no, you know, when I just, dis- when my parents got sick and I started studying diet and nutrition, I discovered paleo um, and This is circa 2009 at this point. So really the, the groundswell of paleo was in its infancy. It had just started. And it, the, the framework, the dietary framework of paleo made a lot of sense to me. Just, you know, not really kind of like the do, there was no dogma about it, but it was just like, Hey, look, you know, this is, this makes a lot of sense. And so, um, when I was making homemade beef jerky, it was in that same spirit of like, well, we can make a, a high quality protein snack, meat snack that keeps me away from the sugar. Um, and you know this is something people have been doing for thousands of years: drying out meat to preserve it, and to and then you know utilize that as a as a high quality protein. Um, so when we decided we we're going to launch a brand and and name it and all of those things, I wanted to find a way to kind of connect the dots between an ancestral eating model, but in a modern environment. And you know we don't really hunt and gather for food today. Um, and so it's really that, you know, I, I didn't want to feel like inauthentic and in talking about something that would be paleo or primal because, you know, the true roots of that would be we'd be out hunting and gathering. Um, so, you know, I kind of just put the two words together. It's like, hey, here's new mm-hmm. and primal. And so it's like, here you know, here's the new way to try to eat in a primal way. And, you know, today we do, you know, we shop in grocery stores. So that that's really where, what it came down to. Uh-
0: that totally, totally makes sense. I'm, I'm curious as someone who's also been really passionate about paleo-ish, keto-ish eating, what book or two or what author or podcaster did you really resonate early on with or to this day?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Rob Wolf was, was influential in my life back then. Um, more, so, I mean, he's still influential, but influential in my life back then. I mean, the godfather of paleo was Lauren Cordain. I mean, his, his book, you know, he wrote his book in the late 80s. He was far, far, far ahead. Um, of his time, uh, Mark Sisson inspired me, um, early on, once upon a time, we, we'd spent a lot of time together in those early days before he had a brand. Uh, and then when he had a brand, we, we didn't spend as much time together, um, for various yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, those were, those were some of the early, like, I would say kind of godfathers of the movement.
0: Cool. So here we are toward wrapping the year. I'm curious, as a company, how you reflect and plan, how you come together, or maybe not, as a team. Like, right during the like, end of the year is really sacred and interesting, uh, for lack of better words. Yeah, how do you? How do you?
1: You know, it's it's interesting because this this time of year. It's supposed to kind of, I would say, slow down in some ways from a business perspective. It, I have not had that experience in my time in building this, this company. Um, it always seems to accelerate a little bit in the fourth quarter um, because of planning, because January is such a big month for health and wellness. Um, because of that time that you're re- referencing where it's like, hey, we need to reflect and assess like what's gone well and what's not, and, and what do we want to do differently and, and all of those kinds of things. We've kind of built into our cadence like a, a, a weekly reflection almost. Yes. And so what's, what's happened for us is that it's just sort of like part of our DNA that we are constantly evaluating um, things that are working, things that are not working, how we need to pivot and adjust and so on. It's just been part of our DNA. So I don't know that it's as big of a deal other than like our board of directors wants a forecast for next year so that we can yeah. sign off and approve yeah, on it, you know, and approve the budget. So other than like the formality of like budgeting and forecasting, like we've been doing this, that kind of work all year. And so the, the, I'm really grateful that our team, um, you know, spends the time and dedicates the energy to doing that on, a, on an ongoing basis. Um, we have historically always gotten together for for the holidays and to try to like get everyone together as a team. Um, you know, in COVID, we had to get really, really creative and do a lot of those virtual parties. Um, and, uh, and so that was kind of fun. Today, our team is scattered across the US. Um, you know, I have people in, someone in Denver and Minneapolis and Atlanta and san diego and so we have people sort of all over it's hard to get everyone together at one place um we won't do that this year uh we'll we'll do something more virtual um most people in the space i think 2023 was a year where um the focus i don't want to say pivoted because it should have always been the focus but the focus the highlight of the focus has been on uh, running very sustainable and profitable businesses. And so um, anywhere and everywhere that we can be really, really cost conscious, we have been uh, in an effort to sort of you know adjust to the winds of the market today. So mm-hmm. we'll be a little more prudent with our funds for end of year you know mm-hmm. planning and try not to fly everybody in from across the country and do some big yeah. some big party, but uh, but otherwise, um, that's typically the way we would do it. Yeah.
0: I'm curious, as it's, and struggle sounds like a negative word, something we try to just be well, more proactive with, which just kind of leads to the question, how do you stay, being in reactive mode, so easy, like to-do list in reactive mode can take up, not a day, it can take up months, it can take up a whole, how do you, please have a good answer that we can incorporate. <laughs>
1: No pressure. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: we're all trying to figure it out. How do you like, how do you carve time for, as we call it, blue sky moments where you're just like, just like, yeah, thinking by yourself or or with a colleague uh, or just like be proactive and like really, and not be in reactive mode all the time, which is so easy.
1: Well, it's, it's really easy. You know, personalities are different. And so it's really, really easy when you have um, personalities that are very conservative or or can be reactive um, and want to react to something right away. So I think you have to manage the of personalities. But so what, what we've modeled, and I'll tell you, this has actually been something that has saved me because um, I think I started my career very reactive. Like everything was a big deal and we had to address it right then and we had to figure this out and we never gave ourselves an opportunity to think sort of strategically. And then, um, and then I think today, I don't know that we've nailed it, but we're much, much better at it. So there's a couple of things. One, um, I break, personally, I break up my days into manager and maker time. And so, you know, I carve out the first few hours of the day for what I call maker time. And that's my time. And that's the time where I don't take a phone call. I don't take a meeting. Um, I don't answer a direct message or a text message. And that's the time where, you know, I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm thinking strategically about some big project or something that I'm working on, but it's uninterrupted time. This is daily. Yeah. Every single day.
2: And so how much, how much time, I mean, what does that look like for you? And depending on your schedule, is that like a seven to nine thing and, you know, a nine to 10, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, great, great question. It's, it's adjusted over time. I have two little kids. So part of it works around their school schedule, but if I can get an hour in before the house is moving, I'm always, I'm always up for that. So usually like, you know, six to seven or six 30 to seven is really, really good quiet time for me before anything has moved. Um, and then like, there's an interruption of like, get the kids out the door. Um, but then I would say, you know, sort of like eight thirty to eleven. I'm not, I'm not taking calls and meetings. I mean, like I'll make an exception if there's like a board meeting or if there's like some big thing that we all need to go to, like, I'm not that rigid, but, but on the whole every single day, like I don't, I'm not talking to people before 11 AM. I'm just not.
0: And you're
2: not, that's really interesting. Right. Because most people, I mean, there's certain personalities that maybe do better later in the day, but most people, that is really your creative time, right? That is, that's right. Purpose. That's actually when you can do that, and you can all buckle in in the afternoon to go sit through the meetings or do what you need to do. But because I've I've found for myself, I'm trying to do more block time like that, where it's yeah. not because there's so many fires. Someone has a text, they have a question, right? And suddenly three hours have gone by, and really didn't move the project forward that I was working on. Answered a bunch of questions, but they didn't need to be answered right then. And then it's afternoon, and I'm trying to go back to that mode, and I'm not really in that. Anymore, you know, you're like panicked now. I'm like, it's 1.30. There's no time for creative thinking.
1: Yes, hundred percent.
2: Oh, your internal team kind of knows that about you as well, right? So they're they've gotten yes. in around the fact that really, like, they don't even think to reach out to you in theory before. That's like, right,
1: and and I want to model that. Sorry, Matt, go ahead.
0: I just, how do you decide what you're going to do during that time?
1: You know, you have to do it in advance um i I think if you don't do it in advance then you just sort of sit there and go okay i'm gonna go check my email now um so i do think you have to decide in advance and so uh for me it's it's a little bit it's this some of it is very consistent daily there are certain things that i'm going to do every single day i'm going to review the day like i actually want to review the day what meetings do i have in the afternoon what prep do i need to do for those meetings so that they can be effective um that's one thing that's like just a daily thing. Um, but like I recently started creating more content like myself, mm-hmm. um, which is not something I do. Like I, I've, I, I've been on social media in years and I just was pushed out of the nest and made to get on again, at, you know, like 90 days outside of LinkedIn. Um, like 90 days ago, I started like creating like a little bit more of a personal social presence, essentially to expand the sphere of influence of the company uh, and tell more of my story. So like I've had to put like an hour for like content creation and thinking and creative thinking around that, like two or three days a week. Like I just, and so I just block it, you know? And so in that maker time, it's like content creation, you know, meeting prep, um, you know, I've got a big category review where I'm gonna actually still go in and do the sales pitch. Like that takes time. I'm gonna analyze it. I might even spend time, you know, in the data. And so I'm gonna analyze the data. And so like I just have to like put those little time blocks in. My team, you know, they'll laugh at me, they'll look at my calendar and they'll know that like it's like the 30 minute window where I drop my kids off at school. Like I have all of that blocked off. Like don't call me, don't text me. This is blocked every single minute. Um and uh and Do it's really helped me protect my time.
2: Calendaring system that you like, like are you using one of the AI based ones or anything like that? Or just, yeah, I mean,
1: no, just Gmail. I am just Google. I mean, just the Google calendar. We share it.
0: We did come to the right place with this question. This is great. <laughs> yeah, And it's a good reminder. And Christy, you're good about, it. I've had stretches where I block off my calendar and I love it. And I, I, I it's just really hard that.
2: to stay firm. Right. Like that becomes the trickiest part because yep. what someone is asking for feel can feel very urgent. And that's definitely my struggle. And obviously we're in the service provider world. So that's sure. a little bit different too. Right. Like what urgency level needs to interact with that. But it it's really easy quickly. Like I looked at this week and I'm like, it's already Wednesday and I already blew through two blocks of time that were supposed to be blocked off yep. unplanned. And now it's Wednesday and now I'm like, oh no, there's only two times left to do that. So I think it's that like being really not being too rigid, because certainly there's times to flex, but also, you know, Matt, you kind of even saw this. I think on your post recently on LinkedIn, like holding space for your personal like time boundaries, right? And understanding like in this world, not every we can't say yes to everything.
1: You can't. You absolutely cannot. And and I, I think you you hit the nail on the head, right? There you have to I mean, you have to have some flexibility and and not be too rigid about anything, in in my opinion. But I think the success of that kind of time blocking is really dependent on the discipline required to say no and to actually, like, use that time wisely. Um, And there's almost, in my experience, mind you, there's plenty of times, like, where something really, really important comes up. But in my experience, there's almost nothing that's as urgent as we think it is. Almost nothing.
2: That's uh, pretty correct oh, across the board. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe like one or two things in the retail world where there's a huge thing, but for the most part, everyone's feels like the thing is the most urgent. I mean, Matt, you and know, I talk about this sometimes. We'll, we'll, we'll even start talking about something. And it's like, no, actually, this doesn't need to be solved today. We can solve this next week.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Or this is even a January problem in theory, right? Some things it's like you have to look at the bandwidth you have in the current month and understand that maybe we need to hold and
0: figure yeah. that out next quarter. So how do you guys, how do you guys talk about being proactive? How do you guys level up as an organization, like personal development as an organization? Like, do you guys sometimes like, do you read a book and you're like, everyone should read this? Or do you guys try to like brainstorm of like, how can we be better about like more efficient meetings or you guys just like in the flow and it's just when it pops, it pops.
1: It's, it really is today more in the flow. When it pops, it pops. I think we've tried all of those things. Um, we tried a book club once. Uh, it's really hard to get grownups to read books um, and force them to. I've bought books for people and encouraged them to read them. Uh, I sort of, you know, I, again, part of my cadence is I'm going to, I'm making space every morning to read personally. Um, and, uh, and we've sent people to, you know, we've, we've paid for people's coaching sessions. We've had people hire coaches. Mm-hmm. We've done a little bit of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, today I think we're just in a really good flow and, 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 particularly at the leadership level, I think everyone sort of takes care of their themselves in that way.
0: Yeah. Can you share about what books have really hit the spot for you? Business, growing as a person, leader,
1: <laughs> man, I've, i actually have a list of them right here. Um, so it's really, it's really fun to, to kind of go through last year. I went through a big psychology kick. And so a, a few books really stood out like the male brain. And the female brain like they're fantastic reads and it's human psychology it's sort of like how people think why they think like this how they operate um you know there's uh you know that that one is those two hit really really well last year for me um there's a book called uh reinventing yourself by Stephen chandler which is a really good one uh that i really liked um there's uh uh stories that stick is another really good one um on my on my little list here hero on a mission uh was a great one that i read last year zero to one peter teal I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. um and then uh soundtracks by john acuff was a good one sort of about your own mindset um mastery uh Let's see You're what else
2: is... books with this, this blocked off time.
0: Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. I've, I've had a business life coach who I love dearly for three years and he recommended, uh, reinventing yourself. It was, it was great. Uh, you know, it's funny.
1: It was like, it was, it was so easy to digest. Sometimes these, those types of books can be really dense and it was very, very I'm, easy to digest. I can't do and, dense. dense yeah. I'm
0: out. <laughs> Simple
1: (laughs) plane. Body keeps the score last year was dense and it was tough to read through, but it was but very profound.
2: It's very hard to read. I actually found it better in audiobook version. Mm. You know, in in, it was an easier format for me to get through. It's an incredible book. I think most people should really read it, especially in our world today. But yeah, yeah, not not Yeah,
1: that was it was tough. I I found myself reading the page twice. I'm like, wait, I don't think I got anything out of that page. Let me try it again.
2: I just played it while I slept and I think I absorb I think I absorb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: Yeah, so somewhat in the same vein, big emotions that pop in our day to day, whether it's like a big curveball or employee, Sales, whatever it might be, you know, anger, overwhelm. What do you, what do you, what's your strategy? Like, are you, what's your ideal and what do you actually do? Like, do you get out, take some fresh, get some fresh air, let it sit? Like, what do you, because it's so important, like how we deal with these big curveballs is so important. Are these, yeah.
1: You know, it's, it's again, something else that's evolved for me over time. I, I grew up in a, relatively tumultuous household as a kid Um, you know I lived in a a section eight apartment money was always an issue there were always fights and arguments Um, and I ended up being sort of like the peacemaker Um, and so it's a role that I've played since my since I was a kid Um, but I certainly early in my career had to temper my own sort of like uh, reactions to like these big crazy things that would just like I mean, today we all know it in this business, like there's a chargeback that comes through that just, you want to pull your hair out for the 57,000th time or execution at the shelf doesn't happen on a very expensive off shelf, uh, activation or something like that. I mean, just certain things, you know, at the manufacturing level, some ingredient didn't arrive, so now your POs are, I mean, there's all sorts of things that create these emotional moments. Um, it depends. I, I think, you know, t- today I've learned th- there's really three things that I personally do, um, one is I will take a walk. Like, I will absolutely just get up and take a walk. I mean, I think that is, like, such an easy thing to just force yourself to do. And, like, the fresh air and, like, the walking just sort of, like, works out some of that tension. It's just a very easy hack. Um, I, uh, I used to write emails. And so, like I like, if there's something, like, you know, you get the email and then you want to respond and you really want to go after that person or you really want to, like, give them the response that you want, I'll respond. Um, but I will never send it and so I probably have 200 emails or more that I've written that I've never hit send on but it felt really good just to like express everything and then walk away um, those yeah, those are two
2: on this idea Matt we need like a shared one
0: yeah usually it's just <laughs> yeah, Chrissy it's and I' verbally
2: Text to each other like yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> it's that's, uh... to,
2: like, get out
1: yeah get it out
2: even how you feel right even though you know you can't say it to the person like to have written it down it does give you a piece of letting go
1: and an old manager told me once um and i've I've used this in my at least i've tried to apply it and I, i i convey this to my team it's like you always roll shit uphill like always roll shit uphill like you never let that go downhill and and so um i don't really have anyone to roll shit uphill to, other than like maybe like an investor or board of directors or something like that on the board but like um so I, I, it, it has to roll to me. And so, you know, we have to work it out and we have to figure out ways to deal with those heavy emotions. And so, yeah, if you just got to get it out and go write the email, go write the email, just don't hit send.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, a one, two, cause I have a call in five minutes. Uh, fun question by me. Cool. Fun question by Christy. Fun. No, it comes to mind. I'm just curious. Quicker answer, <laughs> please. Uh, music or no music while working and then a quick follow up lunch in front of the laptop or do you give yourself space?
1: Uh, always music and what, lunch. What oh Can man. That, drop a genre for us. Uh, nineties alternative, um, okay. is yeah. a real, is, is one of easy listening, you know, while I'm working. Sometimes I'll throw in some nineties hip hop, but it's usually, it's either nineties alternative or hip hop. Okay. And then lunch, um, I uh, I do a really bad job of eating lunch. I use I. It's usually right in front of the computer or working through it.
2: meat sticks, kind of. Yeah.
1: Yes, I actually just ate one just before this call.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I'll wrap us with a question. I guess what what is your most you mu- you must love cooking now, or and probably to some degree after all this time, what is your favorite meal to prepare at home?
1: Oh man, it's really, really that that's a hard one. My favorite mm-hmm. meal to prepare at home. You know, I, I started making, um, my mom was Cuban. I started making a meal called picadillo um, that she used to make, which is which is basically like a, like a beef hash. Um, and uh, you can, it's versatile. You can put it on everything. You can put on anything. And like, you can put it over rice, you can make a sandwich, or you can just eat it by itself. But um, it sort of brings back like the smells of my childhood and my mom's cooking. So I really enjoy like putting a meal together like that. That's very simple that sort of, you know, pays homage to, to my upbringing. Um, you know, I make cooking sauces and, and seasoning blends that make cooking easy. So like, I really enjoy, you know, almost everything today. I can just put, you know, chicken breast on the skillet and just throw some seasoning on it. And like, it's easy for me to do and everyone really loves it. And so I take a lot of pleasure in like, you know, people's enjoyment of the food that we're cooking. 100%. Cool.
0: Uh, Jason, you are a wise, wise man and good, good guy. This was, uh, this is a pleasure. I love just getting in these really interesting topics that we're all trying to figure out and just talking through them. And like what you shared was helpful to to me. So I, I appreciate it. Um, cool. So best place for people to find you store locator and then LinkedIn or what?
1: Yeah, I think so. Store locator and LinkedIn is great. Um, You know i mean everything that we sell is at sprouts and whole foods i mean they carry every single product that we make um and so those are really easy if you have those retailers near you amazon's a great outlet for us but if you want to find me find me on linkedin
0: cool thank you sir
1: you got it appreciate the time